0: Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a movie now that you can see on Netflix called The Two Popes. And it stars my guest today, Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins, who are playing, guess what, the title characters and doing doing it brilliantly. So, Jonathan, welcome. Thank welcome. you. Great. Pope Francis, there you are. Um, the big news now about Pope Francis is... His encounter with this woman in the crowd, yeah, where he yeah. sort of slapped her
1: hand, yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: Have, have you been being asked this question now? No, since? I've
1: been asked to, to would I please slap their hands? The hand? Hand? Oh, yeah. really? Okay, yeah, do goal- it. <laughs> do it. I want to be grabbed. <laughs> at the Golden Globes, there was a lot of uh, grabbing and pushing and pulling, <laughs> and uh, I was often tempted to slap. But I feel really sorry for him because people aren't seeing the whole sequence of mm-hmm. that video where. That particular woman grabbed him very hard, yanked him, yanked him, yeah. uh, And you know, he's uh, he's an old man with sciatica; it's bound to hurt. Well, (laughs) let's talk about the two popes in terms of
0: the whole concept of you being offered this to play uh, Jorge Bergoglio, the Argentinian pope, because we don't see him in the movie being the pope. Really, it's it's the walk up to that. While Anthony Hopkins is playing Pope Benedict, um, German he is, you're an Argentinian, two Welshmen playing these parts. Yeah. Somebody yeah. must have said, that's what we need. It's two Welshmen yeah. to do this. Together at last, but yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. It
1: time for a Welsh Pope, definitely.
0: <laughs> well, when I was watching and, and watching you play this, I kept thinking of this other Argentinian you played, which was Juan Perón in yeah. Vida. Yeah. There you are, the dictator. In a way, a pope can be a dictator, but Pope Francis Bergoglio is the liberal reformer, the one that yeah, yeah. wants to give a more compassionate look at the church. Yeah. Did
1: you have any trepidation about playing this? Um, just just the usual about whether I want to do any part that I'm offered. Is that how you approach them all? Uh, no? Negative no. <laughs> but I say no. No. Um, no, I thought, um, I thought I'd thought i be on a hiding to nothing uh, representing this, this particular Pope. But that feeling didn't last very long once I read the script and once I knew that Fernando Morelos was going to be directing it, I definitely wanted to do it. And uh, I think it was mainly to do with the fact that I'm, I'm not religious. I, w- I was brought up in the Christian faith. I mm-hmm. went to church until I was a teenager. Um, but I found that this pope was the first pope who I thought was speaking to me and millions like me about issues that weren't necessarily to do with the church or organized religion but to do with mm-hmm. politics and to do with speaking out uh, for the environment and about the economy and about the injustices that are in the world so I, uh, he was someone that I felt great empathy uh, towards and it helped that I look like him a bit and I walk like him definitely <laughs> um even though he's got 10 years on me you could
0: sneak into the
1: Vatican, maybe, you know, when he's well, somewhere when he's, else. Yeah, when you he's know? busy. Busy, yeah. right, and just
0: yeah. take over yeah. and do what you would need to do. Yeah, yeah. Does that give you a feeling when you're playing that, that
1: this was what I would do if I were in the Pope's shoes? I wouldn't be so presumptuous uh, to think <laughs> that, but I'm, I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. Um, obviously, he's got, there's the whole church and Vatican side of things, which he doesn't seem to be able to deal with or conquer. but um, And you're constantly reading lots of stories about how he's disliked within the Vatican because he's a reformer. Mm-hmm. And people don't want that change. And uh, I think that's why he became Pope. He was uh, made Pope in order to make these changes. Otherwise, uh, why choose him? Because he was, uh, you know, there'd never been a, an, a Latin American Pope, mm-hmm. an Argentinian Pope. And the film implies uh, although we don't necessarily know the truth of it, that Benedict wanted Bergoglio to be the next pope, because he saw in him things that he couldn't achieve and he couldn't do. He saw, in many ways, his opposite, yeah, yeah. you know, didn't he?
0: Yeah. And this is it. I mean, I didn't mention this in, in the introduction, but Benedict was a pope who retired, who said, I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. And so we have two popes who are alive in yeah. this world today, and... Yeah. There are the clips at the end of
1: the real popes, you know, seeming to have having a really terrific time. When I saw the first uh, cut of the film, I was a bit disturbed that they were showing the real popes at the end of the film because I thought it would uh, invalidate everything we've been doing for the previous two hours. <laughs> but what you see in these two men is a is a, they're coming to you. it's just a welcoming the way they greet each other mm-hmm. with great affection. And you can see the respect they have for each other. And far from taking away from our performances, it, they, it enhances, it gives an, an element of truth to what we were doing. It's a really terrific
0: script in this. I think people hear, it's the two popes, what am I going to say? Yeah. These two guys talking to each other. Yeah. Which sometimes scares people when they go to the movies. <laughs> they yeah, yeah. want that. But yet, Amorales, as a director, makes this movie move so beautiful. Yeah. It's a gorgeous thing to look at. Yeah. It's also sometimes hilarious. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. that that's going on. Did you all know that that was what was going to happen before you did it?
1: No. No, yeah, I think I, what's what's wonderful about the film is that it uh it's such a surprise for audiences once you once you you got to get them in there. You do. And then once they're in there, uh it's a surprise. Um because it's it's much funnier than I ever expected or the, or, and what the audience expect, and um, I think the way we made the film there was no we didn 't have many preconceptions i, I don 't remember ever talking to tony um, i 'm going to be like this, and he said i 'm going to be like this, <laughs> and Fernando said, I want you to do this, I want you to do that. <laughs> the whole process was really organic uh, because we had the the strength of that script bit underneath us, you know holding us up and um, so when I saw it, and the way Fernando put it together, because he says his work starts in the editing room. You know, he lets us mm-hmm. do what we want and uh, encourages us to go certain ways. But That's when right, I let saw them do what they want. Yeah, it was a, For bit, a, while. a bit of that, yeah. I'll fix it later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good directors do that. They let you think you're, you're, uh, you're coming up with the goods, mm-hmm. even though they're quietly feeding things in your ear. They let you think it's your idea. Um, so when I saw it, it was a, I, I. didn't know it was going to be so funny right and from or the humorous. Right you know. from, I mean, that first scene yeah. of your character
0: trying to book his own uh, plane reservations yeah. on the phone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently he did that. That's what he did. But it's uh, the first time I saw it with a, a big audience was at Telluride, mm-hmm. and because uh, you don't know what, what to expect. And that moment, the right at the beginning of the film, where the audience laughs as one, a huge wave of laughter. You can feel the audience. I certainly sat back and thought, phew, mm-hmm. they're going to enjoy this. And you can feel the audience sitting back and saying, "This is this is going to be okay." You can. It's like, yeah, okay, you yeah. know, bring it on, make this yeah. happen.
0: And yet, it also doesn't avoid the controversies that no, no. exist within the church now. Yeah. Um, uh, the whole thing with the problem priests, the yeah. predators that are there, and also their histories. Yeah, can you talk a little about his history, Bergoglio,
1: uh, back in the seventies in terms of Argentina? Yeah, well, it, it's all mercifully It's all in the film. It is, the, and we didn't shy away from it, mm-hmm. and uh, we were applauded and thanked uh, by the people. Of, people in Buenos Aires when they saw the film, we had a screening there because they their fear was that this was going to be a a whitewash Mm -hmm. job, a gloss over a hagiography of of Goglio because he is still seen as a divisive character in Argentina because of his perceived involvement with the colonels Mm -hmm. I found on uh, YouTube footage of him being interrogated by or questioned by his peers, fellow cardinals, about his involvement with the colonels and you see a very different man to the man you see smiling on the balcony when he's made Pope he's, he's very dure he's quite angry I think he's impatient, he's drumming his fingers on the table mm. and uh, I put that image together with talking to uh, a Jesuit priest in Buenos Aires who worked with him uh, who said that they didn't like him he was uh, very he always uh, sta- he stayed by himself, he didn't mix um, uh, he was, uh, he never smiled and when they saw him on the balcony, this smiling Pope, they didn't recognize him because he was smiling. <laughs> didn't recognize <No>. him. <laughs> and uh, Who is they, this person? Yeah, but then you do get the other side of him, where he was, you know, you see him in the film, you see him uh, saying mass in the, the kind of slum township areas. Um, and he the other side of him was very popular. So you, it, it's not a... a, a a biopic. It's not a hagiography of this man. It's a, it's a warts and all study of him. Um, and I think we've been fair to him because we all respect him and admire him. Um, and we had a screening in Rome three or four weeks ago when members of the Vatican came to see him. Really? And um, they said they'd, they'd liked it, they'd enjoyed it. Um, and a particular cardinal um, who's uh, a, a friend Turkson who 's a friend of Benedict and of uh, Francis um, he 'd liked the film very much. Fernando the director said, "Do you think we were too hard on the church?" and he said "You weren 't hard enough whoa, but he also said that he thought Francis would like the film and he wanted a DVD to take to him to show him the film oh i 'd love to so, see uh, that review yeah, see that review <laughs> for me yeah <laughs> well, what would two stars Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> you know. For the poster, um, yes. right, yeah. The poster, that would, that'd be good. That and also from uh, uh, Francis's family in Argentina. Fernando got an email to say that they'd seen it. They'd enjoyed the film and they, they liked what uh, we'd done uh, representing their uncle. So that was, that was really nice to call him their uncle. Uncle, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's Uncle Jorge, yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. that's who he is
1: yeah. to do it.
0: How were you and Anthony Hopkins
1: together, you know? You haven't made anything or done anything before, really. Well, we've been on a... We're both on a recording of Under Milkwood, the Dylan Thomas poem that was produced by George Martin. Mm-hmm. We, oh, really? That was like the 27 Beatles years ago. The Beatles okay. producer, yep. yeah. And um, Tony was first voice and I was second voice. And you come 27 years later, we're in Rome... And the call sheet has, uh, you know, you're rated as your importance in the film, the number you're. Allocated. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I was number one, and Tony was number two. So it was my revenge after 27 years. <laughs> you got it, you're but we greet each other every morning with uh, morning number one, morning number two. <laughs> and uh, it went on from there. But we. Uh, it's interesting that the, what happens to the two men in the film. Is reflected with what happened to Tony and I because, you know, in the film you see two men sort of sniffing around each other like a pair of dogs, quite wary of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I was that wary of uh, Tony, but I was, you know, I was, uh, I'm, I'm in awe of Tony Hopkins, I'm a great admirer of his. So, and that played into those early scenes. And as you see the Pope's relationship growing, so my friendship with Tony grew. And uh, it, it is the equivalent of both of us, all of us, tangoing together by the end of it.
0: That's a good way to put yeah. it. That's, that is what it is. But, I mean, he is one of the sweetest, <laughs> the nicest people, you know. Yeah. There's just nothing about Anthony Hopkins that makes you go, oh.
1: No, no, no. Except no. maybe the
0: reputation.
1: Yeah, a Reputation from way back, which yeah. uh, um, Tony uh, talks about. I mean, he's a, um, I don't know if you say reformed alcoholic, but it, he's been for many, yeah. many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he has great compassion for people, and he's, uh, he's very open uh, in public, um, but he does like to be by himself. He's never happier than when he's in his studio painting, which he does every day, he's not acting.
0: Well, which is a good thing. It's a is, great thing. Is that a, how does that with you?
1: Do you like to when you're not
0: working? Basically, I, I go to off somewhere. I, I seem to be never not working. always on, never not working, never not. Can't say no to it. How a did joke. that start with you growing up in Wales, where you said somehow, mm. you know, this is what I want to do? Well, I, I didn't say it.
1: You did. never said it. <laughs> Someone came and just yanked you. And kind of, just, kind of. I went to. I left school at sixteen. and went to art school. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to paint. And eventually I went to a teacher training college to train to teach art. And uh, you had to do a secondary course. So I chose drama because I was told it was the easiest course to do that required the least amount of work. And it was true. And, um, but somebody, when I was at college, somebody, a, a tutor from another college, saw me act and said, have you ever thought of being an actor? Because I think you should and i think you should go to rada where he'd been and he sent for the papers to audition and things um and i was accepted at rada and they gave me a scholarship and um i never became a teacher never looked um, back never never went back
0: your career is just too huge for me to deal with in the space of this time but you played so much Shakespeare, from Hamlet to Lear, you yeah, know, with yeah. The Merchant of Venice, which yeah. I got to see, yeah. which is inc- with your daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you met your wife, too, while you were acting, right, yeah. in the beginning of that. Yeah. You have one of the most successful long marriages in this crazy business that's 48 there. years this year. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? Only you- we've
1: only been married five years.
0: Oh, that, I heard that. Uh, you made it official think.
1: only yeah. much later. We weren't sure about each other, so we waited. <laughs> yes. We waited. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah.
0: And, the, and purposely, do you say to yourself, I want to not play the same thing? Yeah. Because you, you're a Bond villain. Yeah. <laughs> You've done that. And that character, Elliot Carver, is one of the great villains to me because he's his own Rupert Murdoch yeah, yeah. figure yeah. of doing this. Yeah. And then at one point in your career, you said, you know what? I'm going to do musicals. I'm going to be in Miss Saigon. And then I'm going to... You did Oliver. You did uh, Henry Higgins in My Fair Lady. What is this? Is it a master plan that you
1: have? I keep moving before they find you (laughs) out. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's never going to happen.
0: Anyway, we have a couple of... um, I read their questions from the internet. All oh, right, there. right. Edie Demart says, what is the most religious experience you've had in your life?
1: Well, I think uh, it happened um, during the course of making this film. And it was when the Jesuit priest that I was, had been working with and he was advising me, the one who said he didn't like Pope Francis. And mm-hmm. um, as I was leaving Buenos Aires to go to Rome, uh, he asked me if he could bless me and i found it uh quite overwhelming emotionally um and uh accepted that and then i asked him if he would bless my family we were asked at the beginning of filming were we religious Mm -hmm. and i said no but i fully expect to be by the end of the film and uh and something happened to me you can't you're affected by everything you do um but uh I think that being blessed was uh, quite extraordinary. It sounded. Yeah.
0: It sounded. Okay, one more here. Um, Maria C., I love your work. You are such a great actor. What was the most challenging aspect about playing Jorge Bergoglio?
1: I think with being honest to the man. Um, and I, 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 I had the script. I, wasn't, you know, I didn't have to make it up. It's um, being honest and respectful to the man to what, uh, and to show him in, in as truthful a way as possible and it, it wasn't difficult it's called, called a challenge but it wasn't the challenge mm-hmm. because he's there's so much uh, joy about his life and what he tries to bring to people it was challenging learning spanish and uh, italian and a little bit of latin that was but again it was i had a great teacher sandra Fries and um, i believed I it i it. believed that both of you knew what you were saying yeah yes <laughs> oh no i knew what i was saying <laughs> yes. yeah. I couldn't quite believe how How I was saying it, but I knew it was it. doesn't matter. I didn't know either,
0: but, you know, it's a lot. And then it goes back into the English so that we can get it. We can't scare them away. All right. Last question is from David M. How similar or different was your character, the High Sparrow, to being a pope?
1: Well, do you know, when I um, uh, took on the role of High Sparrow uh, and I read this script and we talked about the character, the person I uh, related to was Pope Francis, because High Sparrow in season five was a man of the people. He was. He was talking on behalf of the poor and the dispossessed. He said things like, we are the the many, you are the few, and when we, you know, watch out Mm -hmm. when we take over. Uh, He was feeding the poor, washing their feet. Everything that Francis was doing. There was a questionnaire in the Guardian newspaper who would play you in the film of your life, and I said, Pope Francis. If he could lose a bit of weight, <laughs> um, and uh, and then of course, season six of High Sparrow mm-hmm. came, and uh, he goes bad, and I hadn't seen it coming because you're not allowed, you know, they don't keep it oh, the yeah, it's twice they let you see it at all till yeah. the day of shooting. And I was, so I was in shock a bit. So um, I, I, I'm looking forward to Two Popes too, when Francis <laughs> goes bad. I think it's the whole future.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he's looking yeah. forward to that, too. That
1: like either, or, either that or two popes go to Hawaii or two popes, you know.
0: <laughs> you know, we're laughing, <laughs> but... Yeah. In it's this Hollywood business, we're talking it, about. It, it, can't, it definitely, yeah. because you've had so many films that are so... I didn't mention it, but Brazil, one of my favorite films, just ever. Yeah. But it's so prescient about yeah. terrorism and what we're doing with that. and so. Yeah, yeah. You're happy in this career. I'm very you're happy. You must be. Yeah, because yeah, you wouldn't yeah. keep doing it and doing yeah. it so well. Yeah. this. Well, thank you. You just want to keep doing it. But first time you're on the show, so you don't know that we end in song. Okay. Look at that. There was no fear. Well, no, I because I usually
1: going, say at the end of a, as a kind of cynical joke, I mm-hmm. say, uh, Do I get to do the song now?
0: <laughs> do so you? This happens? That, it happens oh my with God. everybody.
1: There you go. Yes, they all do it. trying to
0: shut Tony me just saying no. I mean, <laughs> wh- <clears throat> what did your Pope love the most in music? Abba. Uh, I don't know it. <laughs> oh, Abba. come on. You, you have to. That was preparation for yeah, the Yeah, well,
1: I can whistle Abba. That's not much fun, is it? I don't know. No. I don't
0: know how good a whistler you are.
1: I'm, I'm a great whistler. I can do it. My, uh, my, my, one of my sons will not allow me to whistle in his presence. Because you're so good at it. Because I'm so smug. <laughs> I'm a smug whistler because I know my whistling <laughs> is good. And he goes, Dad, shut up. Well, now Enough you have, have to prove that to us, uh, as, however short it is. Started too high. I you
0: okay. You know,
1: I, <laughs> I used to have conversations with blackbirds in the garden. Oh, that's a whole other thing.
0: <laughs> that's a whole thing for therapy, I yeah. think. You know, those conversations with the blackbirds. Yeah. And the whistling. Yeah. We'll do a whole other show on that, I promise yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I promise great. You. Great. But thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank, thank you. Thanks. This was great. I was going to you. shake your hand, but I didn't want... Ah, there it you is. go, I got Thank smacked. You. I got smacked by the Pope. That's great. <laughs>